0: Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that 9 to 5. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 145 of Beyond Retirement. Today I'm going to chat a bit about some of the ideas that Julie Scott brought up in our last episode. So if you haven't listened to it yet, it'd be a great idea to go listen now before you get too involved in this one. Julie helps women prioritize their needs and gain confidence so they can stop worrying about being enough and start living life. I think this is really important at any point in your life, but especially so as you head into retirement, because chances are good that you're going to have more time on your hands. If you're not happy in your own skin, you're probably going to find yourself saying yes to activities that you really don't want to be doing, just because you don't know how to say no. And I believe that not knowing how to say no comes from a lack of self-confidence and a feeling of inferiority relative to other people. It might not be a conscious feeling, but rather something that's innate, the need to make others happy. It's especially a problem for women, but I know there are men who have similar issues. As they prepare for retirement, many people discover that they've spent the majority of their lives responding to the needs and desires of others, Many of us tend to believe we're not supposed to think about ourselves, about what we want in our day, in our retirement, in our life altogether. But that's simply not true. We have to think about ourselves, because nobody else is doing it for us. I know this may be a little bit too touchy-feely for some of you. I'm sorry about that. I hope you'll stick around anyway. You never know when something might hit home. I really like Julie's suggestion for how to give yourself permission to want more out of life. Especially these days, during the pandemic, and while we slowly come out of quarantine, many of us feel guilty when we want more connection, more adventure, more love, more life. We start to think about what we already have, that others might not have, and that makes us feel guilty about wanting more. But it's totally okay and natural to want more. The first thing Julie suggests is that we stop beating ourselves up. That means we shouldn't be pushing down our desires and ignoring how we feel. We should be taking the time to examine what we're feeling and acknowledging what we want. Just because we're fortunate enough to have plenty doesn't mean we don't have hopes and desires. It's normal and important to have dreams. Without something to strive for, our lives would be meaningless. So stop beating yourself up for wanting more. Next, she says we should stop comparing ourselves to others. We don't need anyone's approval to be ourselves. Nobody else has your feelings or your thoughts, And nobody can say whether your feelings are valid or not. They're yours, so you own them. As you move toward retirement and toward the senior end of the age spectrum, it's really important to remember that self-worth is not based on others. It's important to remember that you are in control of your life. No one makes you feel better or worse. You do that yourself with the words you say in your head. So my takeaway here is that when we're talking to someone, we should say, when you said X... I felt why. instead of saying, when you said X, you made me feel why. Don't give your power to someone else. Don't tell them you make me feel this way. Tell them I feel. Got that? It's important that that power is yours. The big thing that Julie said is that we get to create our own lives. And if we change our mind about what we want, we can choose again. It's not too late to reinvent ourselves, as long as we're still alive. And it's okay if what you want now isn't the same as what you want in the future. The key is to pay attention to your desires and dreams and follow them. Keeping in mind that your physical health tends to mirror your emotional health, it's often quite easy to identify when things aren't going well. You start to feel sluggish, like you have no more energy uh, to do the things that you generally do, You're more easily distracted by external activities you get angry or frustrated more quickly than usual these are all signs of disease that's dis-ease the state of being not at ease when you find yourself feeling this way stop and assess how things are going overall are you happy with your daily routine are you missing out on an activity you used to do as you move into retirement these are questions that you should ponder routinely Something I've mentioned before when I talk about conversations in retirement groups on Facebook is that I see a lot of complaints about being bored in retirement, of not having anything to do, or of feeling like something's missing. People seem to think that there's some magic formula or magic potion that you're supposed to get when you retire that shows you what to do next. There's nothing magical about it. Like every other stage of life, it's important to enter it and travel through it with intention if you want to enjoy it. Retirement's going to be different for each of us, of course, but the best way to avoid falling into the trap of dis-ease, in my opinion, is to embrace the idea that it's a new phase, like starting a new book, or a new chapter in your life book. I know I've said it a lot, and I'll probably repeat the same thing often, because it's something that's hard for many people to grasp. Myself, too, sometimes I forget that things are going to be different, A lot of people say they experience a decrease in social activity as they move into retirement, and this depresses them. This can certainly happen, for many reasons, but the most obvious one is that you're no longer in the loop with your work colleagues. When you're not going to the office every day, or you're not responding to work issues via email or text on a daily basis, you tend to drop out of the circles of conversation and activity, so it's important to find ways to fill the gaps that your workday used to fill. What we certainly don't want is for this decrease in social activity to cause a decrease in our health. If you're not happy with your current state of physical health, you can change it. One option for filling in the time that used to be taken up with work is to start an exercise routine. The easiest way to improve your overall health is to become more active. And the simplest way to become more active is to get up out of your chair and walk. Walking is the least expensive, simplest form of activity, and it's so often overlooked. Since remote controls came into our lives, we don't even get up out of our chairs to change the TV channel anymore, and that small movement every 30 or 60 minutes was sometimes the only activity a person would get in the evening. Now there's no need to get up at all. So maybe you need to start small and work up to being more physically active. People feel that they're not really exercising if they're just going for a walk. And this might be a way of coaxing your partner, or yourself, off the sofa and or out of your comfy chair. Just go for a walk around your neighborhood. After a few days of this, you'll probably be surprised by the elevation in your overall mood and your energy level. And getting back to the reason I brought this up, your desire to find new social activities may increase as your mood and energy increase. You may find that new ideas for activities start to crop up because you're more interested in doing something than you were before. For those of you who are already quite physically active, maybe you could try out a new sport or another activity to increase your social circle. Starting something new is a great way to meet new people and discover new interests. Even if you decide the new activity isn't for you, at least you've widened your horizon a bit and probably met some new people. And I think that's an important part of life beyond retirement, meeting new people and trying new things. If you continue to do that, your life will continue to interest you and you'll be more apt to be active and fend off the dis-ease that overtakes some people. In an attempt to wrap this all up and circle back to Julie's ideas that you are enough, I think it's important to remember that regardless of what you decide to do with yourself and your life from this point on, what you choose is right for you right now. And nobody knows you better than you do, so nobody else can tell you what the right path is for your journey. You have every right to have dreams and desires and to follow the path that leads to fulfilling them. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up for today. My guest next week is going to be Lisa Winnecke, who will continue on this topic with advice on how to make your life the best it can be. Be sure to tune in for that. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.